Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm glad he said we could come into this house, but I'm glad we come and dine and the master's here. I'm glad we, we, we don't have to worry, if wonder if he's going to be here. He is here. Tonight, if you'll turn with, to me with, with, to Genesis chapter 32 and verse 24, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and then as you turn in I, tonight, as Brother Boyd said Sunday, I guess I'm one of the, supposed to be one of the nice ones that he's going to, to take care of the services for a couple of services. But as if, as you get, as you, if you got it, say amen. Verse 24 says, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevaileth not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. As he wrestled with him, and he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he, and he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with man, men, and hast, and hast prevailed. Tonight, as, as we lay our Bibles down, let's just go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus, for this night. Lord Jesus, thank you for these, these souls, that, Lord Jesus, that battled the weather to get here tonight, Lord. Lord, touch them and anoint them, Lord. Anoint me, Lord, me, this vessel, Lord Jesus. Let me speak the words to these people. Lord Jesus, let the seeds be planted in their hearts tonight, Lord. Lord, touch us and anoint us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Tonight I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about a, short, about a thought of alone with God. Being alone with God. Jacob... As I read the, when I read the scripture, Jacob was the son of Isaac and the grandson of Abraham. And he was at least a third generation believer. No doubt he had heard about stories about his family's encounters with God. He probably had all his life, he probably had heard about how God had, what God had done for, he had done for Abraham, what he had done for Isaac, how he had blessed them. He probably had heard about these stories from a child. Just as many of us in here, we've heard, some of us has been multi-generation Christians, we've heard stories about how God has done, healed sicknesses for our, for our grandparents, for our parents, how he's, he's made a way when there was no way in sight, how there was no way to be seen. He's made a way for them. No doubt Jacob had experienced many blessings 
from the, from the relationship of his family. He probably had encountered and had been beneficial of some blessings that he didn't earn on his own. Blessings that he had, you know, just kind of inherited from his family, from, from his father and from his grandfather. I'm standing here tonight as a testimony, as many blessings from my heritage, from my praying grandmother, from a praying mother. I'm not, I, you know, I, I stand here today and say I, I know that I've had blessings on myself that I didn't earn. My grandmother's, from my grandmother's prayers, from the days when she walked to this church before I was even born. I believe God has blessed me because of things that she did. And I believe we have, today, we, tonight we all probably can sit here and think about things that we, blessings that probably we, does not, we didn't even deserve. Because there's been times in my life when I know that God, the praying, my praying mother, my praying grandmother, is that, that, their prayers is what's held me. Times when, my, when I was probably not didn't have enough sense to pray for myself, I knew they were praying, and I knew they're beneficial from their prayers. I've also benefited from the prayers of many others in this church family. Goes all the way back into the early 80s. Along in this area here, I can remember very memories of people praying. I was just a young teenager, 12, 13 years old. But I was one of those that came to the altar. Probably some of the ones shaking their head probably can remember the older ones here. Can remember I came to the altar not just one time. I came every service for months. For for seemed like months and years seemed like sometimes. But I prayed every service. Not just my peers were standing beside me praying, but I I was beneficial that I had some, they were some adults. They were some adults that stood and held my hands up for hours. This was this little kid. But they was, I benefited from their perseverance through standing there holding my arms up and praying with me until eventually, I guess I gave in and I got the Holy Ghost or God just finally gave it to me. But, 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 but I, mean, I, can, I was beneficial of the ones that was here. And some that's probably already went on, has gone went on to be with God in heaven. But some of them saints, I was beneficial from them. I was beneficial that they stood there and they was patient and they stayed with me and prayed with me for hours and hours. And then in 1991, I was beneficial of some of what Brother Boy was talking about Sunday. After I went away from God, right there from front of that door one Sunday morning in 1991, the same presence I felt when I was a child, when I decided to come back to God, standing right in front of that side door, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Refill me with the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> I was beneficial of some saints that Brother Boy, like Brother Boy was talking about Sunday, that had still was holding on to what the foundation. They still, I was beneficial, but they were still holding on to the truth. Even though when all the time when I went out and done my own thing, they were some benef- I'm beneficial to some saints that were still holding on, plugging on being consistent, coming to service every, every time the doors was open. 
kept the lights on when I was not even caring to be here. I was beneficial to these prayers, and I'm not, I'm not take that for granted because I was beneficial to, to some of these prayers from this church family. Through my ministry as a beginning ministry, I've been beneficial to a lot of prayers from this church. I feel them every time when we minister. You, I feel the, the benefit of these prayers. But the, tonight, we have to get our own relationship with God. We have to be, all that beneficial prayer, all that beneficial blessings that we have, we have to find ourselves alone with God. Just, just to touch some high points of the story before I, where I started reading, to pick up where, right before where I started reading, Jacob had just deceived his father and brother and tricked his father into blessing him and giving him his brother's birthright. Then after having, having to flee for his life, and I'm just touching some high points, from his brother, he flees to Haran to find him a wife. After staying there for 20 years and getting some of his own medicine by being deceived by his father-in-law Laban, he started to head home. On his trip home, he received a message from his brother that was still upset. So right as where I started reading, he stops and he sends everybody else away. That then he was all alone with God. That's where I started reading in the story. The first point that I wanted to bring out of this, that story is he was all alone. And that's my, my title of the text tonight is all alone with God. <clears throat> when we get to where we've, we have to get away from all the things that are distracting us, all the things that are pulling us away from his presence. We have to get away from all the things that are hindering us from hearing God's word. It's awesome to go to conferences. It's awesome to go to camp meetings or any other kind of service, even, even the church services on the week, weekly church service we go to. But we have to find ourselves. Sometime in our time, we have to find ourselves alone with him. Some things don't start out as a sin that, start, that crowds out God. It may not be a sin, but there's things in our life that, that crowd God out of our life. And then if we're not careful, some, some good, noble things, some things in our life, some things working for God can crowd him out of our lives. God, has, God is wanting to have an intimate relationship with every person in this building. He's wanted to have that kind of relationship with mankind from the beginning of time. I believe if, there is a, if you believe there is a God and you believe that the Bible is his inspired word, then we must believe that God wants to have that kind of relationship with us. He wants to have that relationship with every person here tonight, even, though, even through some of our shortcomings. Sometimes when we have pulled away from God, as I talked about earlier, when in times of my in time in my life when I pulled away from God on my own, God was still there 
want to have that relationship with me. He was there when I decided to turn back to him. He was there still wanting to have that relationship with me. God created man for that very reason, to have a relationship between him and mankind. Revelations 4 and 11 says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they, they are and were created. Great God created all things, including mankind. Here in Revelations, we see that he created mankind for his own pleasure. There's two points, and I'm not trying to be repetitive, but there's two points I'd like to share out of this verse. The first thing is God created. God did create everything. He created the birds. He created the trees. He created mankind. He created everything that we see. And the second thing is God created all these for his pleasure. Revelations 3 and 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Tonight, tonight he stands at the door of our hearts and knocks. He wants to come in and have that kind of relationship I've been talking about with each one of us. If God wants to have, the, the question is, that I asked to, tonight, if God wants to have that kind of relationship with us, why don't, why don't all of mankind have that kind of relationship with him? The, this, this question we should all ask ourselves. Why don't God have that kind of relationship? If he's wanting to have a relationship with me tonight, why don't we have that relationship? Why don't we have that intimate, close relationship? We need to ask us ourselves that question. The answer is clearly stated in Isaiah 59 and 1 of why God don't have that relationship with all of mankind. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. Neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you, and he will not hear. Our sin and our iniquities has put a separated us from God. God has have God desires to have that kind of relationship with mankind, but sin has driven a wedge between us, mankind, and God. A wedge is designed to drive two things apart. Anyone here tonight has ever drove a wedge into a block of firewood. The more force that you put on that wedge, the further apart the two pieces of wood become. The same as with sin. The greater force sin has on your life, the further apart you are with God. Sin is a, it's just as simple it's disobedience to the word of God. It doesn't have to be a large sin, but when sin enters your life, it starts that wedge and it starts pushing you apart, pushing you away from God. The sin of Adam and Eve in the garden 
started this wedge between us and us and God. Adam and Eve's sin had consequences upon more than just them. Sometimes our our sin in our life, in reality, has more consequences than, than just on us. It affects the others around us. Just with Adam and Eve, their sin was applied to all humanity. All a person has to do to become a sinner is just to be born. Romans 5 and 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Romans 5 and 19 says, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. That's a, that scripture there gives me encouragement. Because by one sin was brought into this world, but by the one that hung on the cross, this sin was took care of this sin. The wedge of sin was driven between God and man in the garden. And Jesus alone hung on a cross to restore that relationship. Tonight, as, as we stand here tonight, God is wanting to have a relationship with us. God is wanting to have that kind of intimate relationship with us. But we have to find ourselves, we have to get ourselves, we have to turn down the noise of this world. It's so easy, this world is to, to, to be so involved in so many things. And sometimes in our life, we, we get so involved that God's our last thing on our mind. We're worrying about how we're going to make a paycheck, how we're going to get the kids fed, or how we're going to put clothes on kids, on our kids, and all them things are important. But we have to make sure we find a long time with God. Tonight, as, as I'm starting to get ready to close, if the musicians want to start making their way this way, I want to tell a story of back when I, I was in high school. I played football in high school, and our football coach, he had this thing we'd done every Friday. Every Friday afternoon, uh, we, had a, we had a home game. Every Friday afternoon, we would leave the school, go straight to a restaurant, eat supper, and then we'd go to the locker room. And that's where we was to stay, in that locker room. With the lights dimmed, with quiet, nobody talking, until time for the game to start. He was doing this to keep us, the world outside, from being again, so involved in everything in the world that we would, wouldn't be ready, wouldn't be prepared for the football game. There was one, one of my friends, he's a, one of my peers, he took this to the next level. One hour, before, 30 minutes before the football game started, we would have to start getting dressed. But one hour earlier, every Friday night, he would be sitting in the corner, fully dressed, shoulder pads on, chin, helmet on, chin strap buckled, and his mouthpiece in. One hour and a half before the game started, every Friday night. He looked odd. People made fun of him. He was a friend of mine, so I asked him one day, I was, when I first moved up to the varsity team, I saw him sitting in the corner an hour and a half before the football game with his mouthpiece in. 
I said, his name was Al. I said, Al, what, what, are, what are you doing? He said, I have to get alone away from everybody else. And he says, this is the way I can get everything else blocked out. And he says, and I sat there and I prepare my mind over everything that I can do. And I just get alone with me and the football game. I take that tonight as, as we have to, sometimes we may be, be a little crazy, but we have to get out there like Al. We got to get a long way from everybody else in our life. We got to find that time in our life that it, it may be a little odd to everybody else, but we got to find ourselves alone with God where we can hear his voice because the world around us, the noise of this world, we may pray to God as, I, as I, we pray sometimes to God. Sometimes it's just barking out what we need, our orders. But we have to need to find ourselves alone in a quiet time in our life to where we can hear what God, when he answers our, our, answers our prayers, when he answers our request. So tonight, is, is God, if God is here tonight and he's wanting to have a relationship with each one of us tonight, as we stand tonight, if you're feeling all alone in your life, Sometime in your life, God may be getting you where he can talk to you. Tonight as we gather around the front, let us find a place like Al. Let's, let us find a place where we can get along with God. We don't have to be in a, in a closet. We can find our place anywhere we find. We, as long as we get along with God and hear what he has to speak to us. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806. Or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.